<clears throat> what is going on? What is going on? We are back here live again on a Monday for no particular reason whatsoever. But I guess there really is a reason. We are in the second of two and final patron request videos. Live stream, should I say. Now, if you sign up to be a patron, you're supposed to get videos by request. You're not supposed to get live streams. But I will make this exception, this one, and final time. This is it. The last one in the series. Done. Finito. It's a wrap. Uh, and surprisingly, we already got some people in here. I didn't even expect anybody to show up. Just wanted to do this for my patron because they did do some things for me. They upped their patronage. They're helping the channel out in many ways. So once again, get this last one in. We got Danity in the house. Oh, surprise. I'm very surprised as well. I didn't expect to be here. I'm not going to be here long. Now, this video is supposed to be like a Domino's pizza. 30 minutes or less. Much less. We got Brandon Buck in the house. What's going on, Brandon? Uh, says, of course, Lamar's fed up. Giro and EDC are bums. We've all known that. We've all known that. Dandy, what's going on? Yolanda, she's in the house. We got Big Rage up in here. What's going on, sir? Raven Ron, what's up, my man? Indeed, indeed, indeed. We got my man OTR Mike in the building. Busy night, yes, sir. I just wanted to get this out the way. I should have done it earlier today, but, you know, I went to go see Black Panther 2, and that movie was like four and a half hours long, so that pretty much took up most of my day. I want to get this out the way. You know, we got toast in the house. What's going on? Since I don't blame Lamar, love the run scheme of Roman, but Lord, we need T Martin to spice things up. We need somebody. Prayer, rosaries, we need something. But uh, let's just jump into this video because we don't have long. Because I do have another stream at 9 p.m. to be a part of, and I think I need a nap. It's been a long day, but let's jump into this. Um. The patron had a few thoughts, few questions that they wanted me to answer in a live stream. So here we are. And first up is uh, my thoughts on the loss. If you haven't seen the video from yesterday, week 12 wrap up, check it out. It's an hour and a half. It went pretty well, in my opinion. Could be wrong. But for the purpose of this video, my thoughts on yesterday's loss. Um, I've been traversing Twitter all day long. And I've been seeing a bunch of different opinions. I've been seeing people go back and forth blaming the defense. I mean, blaming the offense, excuse me, on this loss, talking about what Lamar could have, should have, would have done. But I have different thoughts on that. Um, did we miss some passes? Yes, we did. Did we drop some balls? Most definitely. Um, did the offense go two for five in the red zone? Most certainly. Uh but my question to you all is, what, what do you expect? What do you expect from an offense where a team puts all of its money into the defensive side of the ball? Then when the offense falters or doesn't kind of show up, we want to blame Lamar. We want to talk about what he did not do, the things he did not accomplish. Now, we can put some of this blame on Greg Roman. I personally wasn't putting a lot of this up on Greg Roman yesterday. But looking at the snap count, 
I think that he gets some he gets some of the blame. I don't give a lot of it. He gets he gets a small piece of the pie because Pat Ricard, um, Nick Boyle, Josh Oliver, their snaps went up in this game. And it's no surprise that when their snaps go up, our offense goes down. Instead of having Deshaun Jackson, uh, Demarcus Robinson, instead of having James Prochet even play more snaps, he decided to have two backup tight ends and a fullback play the majority of the game. You know, what do you expect? But to further that point, people say, hey, the offense is to blame for yesterday's loss. The offense put up 27 points. What do you what else do you want them to do? We put all this money into a defense and the office scored 27 points. It is the job of this high price defense to shut it down. And we did not do that. So you tell me how that's Lamar's fault. You tell me how Lamar put this team on his back and gave us a lead with two minutes left in the game. You tell me how it's Lamar's fault that they let the Jacksonville Jaguars convert on fourth down. You tell me how Lamar Jackson let the Jacksonville Jaguars convert on a two-point conversion, throw into the same dude the whole game. I mean, y'all let me know. What's going on, Flock Nation? We got him in the house. Hey, if you haven't, go check my man out. He got some dope content over there. And he says, I'm fed up. So I know Lamar's fed up. Most definitely. Like he you can tell, you can tell by his body language. You can tell how he is in these interviews that. He's just not feeling it anymore. And hey, I'm I'm with him. I'm 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 numb to the situation now because we've been going through this for so long that I mean, what do y'all expect? I mean, nothing's gonna change while John Harbaugh is still the head coach. What's going on, Eva Lamar? Yes, pays the fullback. They pay the fullback and they pay Nick Boyle both seven million dollars to do absolutely smurfly nada. We got Agent E in the house. What's going on? Thank you for stopping by. Ravens for life. What's up? He says, I pray he makes the Ravens a living hell next year for what this front office did to this kid four years wasted. Just sad in the front office is a joke. Listen, I think it's coming. I think uh, I think we're going to see Evil Lamar because he's he's getting very frustrated. And the events that that took place yesterday that we're going to discuss a little bit later is starting to be proof of that. Like he's. Listen, you can be a nice guy, but for so long. You can get your chain jerked around, but for so long before you decide to stand up and say, you know what, enough is enough. Stop taking my kindness for a weakness. And from the culture that we come from, respect is a lot. And manhood is a lot. So we we have this machismo about us that, that we have to let you know, look, I'll be a gentleman, I'll be kind, but I ain't no punk. And when you start treating me like a punk, I buck back. And I think that's what Lamar's doing right now. Big Reg says, I'm so sick of seeing people say Lamar losing money or isn't going to get paid. Do they realize Watson was out two years and got paid? Dak broke his leg and missed most of the season and still got paid. Of course. I mean, what do these teams think? That they say, oh, Lamar, you passed for 3,000 yards and you did this. We're not going to give you money. You know how many teams have quarterbacks that would pay double what Lamar is getting right now to get half of his production. Look at the Houston Texans. They are 1-8-1. and one. They're not getting anything from their quarterback. Don't you think they would bring somebody in and pay any amount of money to have a quarterback that can be the staple of that franchise for the next 10, 15 years? Somebody that can bring fans in? Somebody that can sell merchandise? 
But you know, the 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 flock doesn't see that. Yeah, they got fourth down twice. The flock doesn't see that. All the flock sees is, oh, if he does this, he's going to take money away from us, and we're not going to be able to get more cornerbacks. What are those cornerbacks doing? We have 27 cornerbacks on the team right now. What did they do yesterday? Who did those cornerbacks stop? Nobody. Huh, toast. Yes. You pay the defense, you play the defense. So somebody please tell me how offensively this loss was on the Ravens, even though they weren't perfect. And how they said it, it's not perfect, it's us. It's us. We play, we play lack of lackadaisical offense, and the defense is supposed to pick us up because that's where everybody is. Everybody. And um even Justin Houston. Justin Houston came out in his interview and he said, um, yeah, we played lackadaisical. Uh, it was a lot of miscommunications. Now, you tell me what's going on. Because we said, we made the excuse these last two years that miscommunication was the problem with our defense. We said that it was Wink Martindale and his defensive scheme that was causing all the problems for this defense. That's why it was people flying by us, going, balls going over our head, balls all this stuff going on, but we have Justin Houston coming out in an interview saying, yeah, we're, we're not communicating properly. And I think this goes well beyond a defensive coordinator. I don't think Mike McDonald is the problem. I damn sure don't think that he's the solution. I think he's well in over his head because even the end of the game yesterday, listen, it's two minutes left. They got to get 60 yards, 70 yards with no timeouts. Of course, they're going to play the sidelines. Everybody knows this. Even, even what y'all call casuals know when you have no timeouts and you're trying to get downfield, you got to play the sideline. But what did our defensive coordinator do? He said, no, Brandon Stevens, you go out there and do what you do best. Give up completions. And that's exactly what he did, and it lost us the game. What's going on, J-Rum? It says a 35-year-old can go get a – uh, can go get a deep throw, but the younger guys can't track and go get the ball. They can't. They can't. And um, I think somebody brought up a a, a review of that that the second play of the game when um, Lamar supposedly overthrew Demarcus Robinson. Apparently, he slowed down and he didn't track the ball. So Lamar put it in the place where he was supposed to be. So it technically wasn't an overthrow on Lamar. And uh, I think. Somebody, Jose, may have said this yesterday. A lot of these receivers aren't running the right routes. And Lamar's throwing the ball, and we're like, oh, look, he underthrew, he overthrew, he did this. But it's actually the receivers not being where they're supposed to be. Now, had we done right, we wouldn't have this problem because we would have Hollywood out there. And him and Hollywood would have been doing a lot better than what this team is doing right now. Danny says we have a decent defensive coordinator who doesn't know how to dial up plays in the fourth quarter. I mean, that man doesn't know how to dial up plays in the first three either. He's just been blessed, like John Harbaugh, with inheriting a team that has good players and a good system and a weak schedule because that's what it is. And unfortunately, <laughs> we're not taking advantage of the weakness of this schedule. So to me, you know, this loss was definitely on the defense. And we've said it before, anytime we lose a game, if we score a point in the game, 
and lose, to me, it's on the defense because that's where you decided to put millions upon millions of dollars. That's where you decided to draft a safety in the top 15 of the draft, top 15 picks of the draft as a luxury pick for a guy that you said we may be able to use him down the line. We might be able to do something with him later on. Nothing to help fix the offense. Yes, Linderbaum, great selection. Love it. But we needed more. Look at Garrett Wilson. I told you, look at Garrett Wilson. Look at that catch he made yesterday. He caught it over a dude. Concentration. Then he juked another dude and outran everybody else to the end zone. We could use somebody like that. What's going on, Ralph? Little cousin up in here. I've been here for this quick strain. That was only supposed to be 15 minutes, but I think I'm talking a little too much because me thinking about the game now is getting me riled up. It is getting me. Hmm. Yeah. So I think it's going to go a little bit longer than the designated 15 minute slot. Then he says, I agree hundred percent. He's benefiting from having a top five, from having a top five players, top five players at each position. Yeah. And we went out and got Marcus Robinson. I mean, Marcus Williams, you know, great pickup. Still think we overpaid the $70 million, but he was a great pickup. You know, we we could have got somebody on offense because, as we've seen, we saw last night, Philadelphia Eagles, number three defense in the league, gave up 30-something points. Defenses are not going to stop a soul. Toast. I wouldn't have took anybody 14. I would have traded up and gotten Garrett Wilson or, or Alave. I would have done that. Or I would have traded back that pick and picked up a Christian Watson, a Jahan Dotson. I would have gotten some. I wouldn't have stayed at 14. For me personally, it was nobody really worth taking at 14. But then again, I think that we as fans, the analysts, the coaches, people are too enamored by draft slots. My thing is, did you pick a guy that helps your team win? Did you draft a guy that's going to make your team better? That's all that matters. I don't care where you took him at. It doesn't really matter, you know. But, yes, I would have traded up. Once Once Drake London went off the board and I saw that there started to be a run on wide receivers, I'd have traded those fourth-round picks, six of them. Somebody would have been gone. I'd have got a top-notch wide receiver. That's just me, though. What's going on, DDSQ? Thank you for stopping by. Uh, only good thing is we got Russell Wilson up next, and hopefully we don't make him look like the next great passer, like we keep doing with the rest of these bums. I said, Rel says, how you think we doing, we're going to do next week? I mean, theoretically, we should beat Denver. Um, Russell Wilson is not playing well. Their wide receivers are hurt. Uh, defense used to be stout, but they traded Bradley Chubb. They've had injuries. Javante Williams is on injured reserve. They cut Melvin Gordon, so they don't really have a run game anymore. So this is one of those games that we should run away with. But we're the Baltimore Ravens, so you don't know what to expect. But technically, Lamar should get 65 yards rushing. We should win the game, theoretically. Yes, so there were still wide receivers on the board. There was still stuff that we could have done instead of sat there and picked 11 players. 11 players. So what you're telling me is – as a fan, you know, I'm just a fan. What you're telling me is if you need to pick 11 players in a draft, that means you, your roster is not secure. So that means that your past drafts haven't worked out. That you need to pick all 11 people. You're not doing your job properly. 
Yes, a draft George Pickens, but DDS, we're not, we're not going, we're not getting into that. Listen, George Pickens was not on the Ravens board. Of 500 prospects, he was taken off of their board because he's a quote unquote alpha male. John Harbaugh does not like personalities in this organization. He doesn't like people that questions his authority. And George Pickens would have done that. Now, does he do some, does he do dumb things every now and again? Of course he does. But I'll put up with it. I'll put up with a guy that's going to give me 100-something yards, possibly two touchdowns every game if he makes a bonehead play here and there. But then he atones for it later in the game. He's not doing anything to lose Pittsburgh games. He's not doing anything to get himself suspended. So all of this about, oh, he's a weird dude standing in his living room watching TV with a skull cap on, who cares? Can you play? That is the one thing that the Baltimore Ravens failed to do when they go into these draft rooms. They said we are a height, weight, speed team. That's what we look for in players. They never once said we look for individuals that can play the game. That's why we have so many draft picks. That's why we have so many draft busts. That's why Owe is probably out of town next season because he's just not getting better. Raymond says, of course, we're going to make Wilson look good. We made Lawrence <laughs> and FedEx player of the week. <laughs> Facts. We made Joe Flacco look like he was in his prime. We, we've done everything we can to make bad quarterbacks look good. All right, moving on, because I'm well past this 15 minutes. <sighs> Next question is, what are our chances of making the playoffs? Um, I think we're in a great position to make the playoffs, honestly. Um, looking at the schedule, you know, we uh, we got Denver up next, which should be a win. Pittsburgh easily should be a win. <sighs> that next game versus Cleveland, that's a little tricky because Deshaun Watson will be back. Um, I don't know if they've cleared up the other things they have going on with their team, but that gives them a better opportunity to win. That may be a trap game. We may lose that one. Week 16, Atlanta. I really don't see too much of a threat there. They really only have uh, London Drake and Cordell Patterson. That's all they really had. Marcus, Mario Marcus Mariota. I don't believe in him. He's he's a fraud to me. Uh, Pittsburgh game again. It's possible we could lose one of those two just for uh, nostalgia reasons. It's just it seems like we lose to Pittsburgh every now and again when we're not supposed to. So one of those games could be a loss. And then we come to the last regular season game against Cincinnati. Now that game theoretically could be for the division title. Um. If we do what we need to do up into that game, it should not be a problem because Cincinnati still has Kansas City and Buffalo on the schedule. I'm not sure that they can beat both of them and maintain a winning streak until the end of the season. So to me, we we should be in very good shape, very good shape to make the playoffs. Even Moss says, oh, it would probably be – a hell of a special teams player. He was last year, and that's why he broke down and got hurt. You know, that's what happened. He, he played too much, and he got injured, and then playing special teams. Like, you can't bring a rookie in, have him play extra games, and do extra things that he's not used to doing. He's just not that dude. And yes, Danity. The Bengals have a much harder schedule down the stretch. I have us losing one game to the Browns, one of the Steelers games. Uh, well, that's not good then. Because if we do that and we lose to the Bengals, that might give them a division. And then we'll have to scrap for a wild card spot. So we have to beat – we have to sweep the Steelers. We have to. And we have to beat the Browns. Like, 
that team is a mess. They have listen, they have Chubb and they have uh, Amari Cooper. But other than that, what do they have on offense? They don't have much with with this glorified, well-fed, well-paid defense. We should be able to shut that down. You know, we have Travis Jones. Who's Bradley? Who, who's uh, who's Chubb? Who's Nick Chubb? We got Travis Jones. He should be able to shut all of that noise down. Not just playing, but we should be able to take care of them. But like I said, you never know. I'm pretty sure we all thought that uh, Jacksonville was going to be an easy win too. And we see it just didn't happen at all. Uh, they also want to know what are our chance, uh, what uh, will we be one and done? I'm sorry, in the playoffs once we make it there. To me, it's a foregone conclusion. We've done nothing different with this team 2018, defense, 2019, defense, 2020, defense. We've gone in the playoffs and actually played very well on defense in the playoffs. But the problem that we have is we scored 13 points a game on average once we get to the playoffs. We scored three games. I mean, we scored three points against Buffalo when we played them. A whopping three points in a playoff game. And I know a lot of people want to say, hey, man, it's windy out there. We play in Baltimore. It gets windy here, too. What's Okay. We're supposed to be the best, most dominant run team in history. Isn't that when you're supposed to do that? When the weather conditions turn, isn't that when you're supposed to run the ball? But, of course, we get to the playoffs and we want to be this throwing team. We want to be Warren Moon in the run-and-shoot offense once we hit the playoffs. I don't get it. Raven Ron says, when the division, division can be easy, Ravens find a way to make it difficult. Yes, they do. And it starts with bad coaching. And it starts with bad drafting. And it starts with coaches that can't make in-game adjustments. You know, Um DDSQ says Steel's going to be a problem. Listen, I don't know how that works. I don't know how you get TJ Watt back and the offense plays better. But for some reason, he has galvanized that team. He's rejuvenated them and made them a lot better than they were on both sides of the ball. And Danity, listen, we can't do that. We can't be a, well, we can be a wild card. We can't be a wild card team. Listen, this was like a playoff game against the Jaguars. And look what they did. They are, and for me, like I said in the other video, I wanted to play the Jaguars because I knew it was going to be a test. They are the ninth-rated offense in the NFL, ninth-ranked offense in the NFL, and I wanted to see what we looked like against a team that was highly rated instead of a bunch of bums and everybody saying, oh, the defense is just doing so well, the defense is doing this and that. No, I wanted to see what they did up against an actual offense, and even Jacksonville to that point, still not an impressive offense. They lost their best player. And Travis Etienne, and we still couldn't stop him. So if we're a wild card in the AFC playoffs, who are we going to play? My opinion, um, I'm assuming Kansas City is going to get the one seed. Going forward, I think Kansas City will be the one seed. So who are we going to play? Are we going to play Tennessee? Are we going to play Miami or Buffalo? Which, which one of these teams are we going to meet in the playoffs? And do you think that this – 13 points per game average scoring team in the postseason is going to keep up with them? Do you think our defense is going to keep Josh Allen down again? Do you think that they're going to stop Patrick Mahomes without Tyree Hill? 
do you think that we're going to play Miami that scored 28 points in a quarter on us? Are we going to hold them down? Are we going to hold them to 12 points while we score our 13? And not to mention, we have receivers that don't have playoff experience. They're not tested number one, twos, or threes in the playoffs. Now, once again, regular season, it's fine and dandy. Playoffs, different story. Ron says, I want to know how we up 10, 17 points on good teams like the Bills, Miami, early season. Now we struggle to reduce. Well, one thing is we don't have Rashad Bateman. He makes things a little bit better. Two teams have tape. Now that they have tape on us without Rashad Bateman, now they know how to play us. It's pretty much double Andrews and let the rest of the bums run free. I'm sorry, let the rest of the guys run free. And we'll go from there. You know? Yes, Toast. We had Hasty looking like Prime Chris Johnson. Like that dude was running on. He's a backup that just came off the bench that didn't play much this year. And he ran on us. What do you think these other guys are going to do? What do you think Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mosta are going to do? Singletary, James Cook. What are these guys going to come do when you had this guy that was literally – he was he was uh any given Sunday and it reading the newspaper on the sideline and they call his name like yo get in the game he like oh me and he did it so we're gonna get in the playoffs and turn it around we're gonna get in the playoffs and be something that we're not but of course we love a pattern with this team we love doing things the John Harbaugh we love doing things his way and it doesn't work. And then we come back the next year and everybody drinks the Kool-Aid again. And it's like, no, no, this year is different because he told me so. And then we had the same problems, the same issues with the same results. But no, no, it's different this year because we have different bad wide receivers with different bad names. And they're going to save us. Yeah. What's going on, living legend? My man, horrible. It's not my man. I keep telling y'all, I wanted this man fired on the way to the Super Bowl. I was watching the playoffs like, we need to fire him now. Right now. This dude needs to go. 2012. And I've been asking for it ever since. But, you know, nobody listens to me. All right. Last topic that the patron wanted to discuss. Once again, if you want to be awesome, awesome like, like my patron, just go over to patreon.com forward slash R-U-G, sign up. Different tiers, get to hang out, get to do some things, get in the Discord, and have some fun with all of us. LBHT crew, we're all in there. You know, some, some giveaways, special videos, certain things, certain stuff that you can get with the channel that you don't get right now. So check it out. What's your question, Ron? What's going on? Or is this what you're talking about? Does the return of Marcus Williams help the defense retain these leads? No. No. Because you have to look at it like this. With Marcus Williams playing at an all-pro level, we were the 32-ranked defense in the NFL with Marcus Williams. 32. Dead last. Giving up, We were the only team giving up 300 yards per game passing with him. So how is he going to help? Danny says Dolphins rematch, I guess. Is that what we really want? Is that what we really do? We really want a rematch with them. Our offense isn't looking at our offense isn't going to put up 30 points in that game. I guarantee you the Dolphins can put up 35 points again, 38 points again. 
easily. And I think it's going to be better because they had better continuity being that they played a full season together. And, and Tua has gotten acclimated to having uh, uh, Tyreek Hill around. So I think that they're going to be even better. Then they added Jeff Foster to the mix. So now they can run the ball, which they couldn't do before. I don't, I don't think that we really want to see them in the playoffs. Lamar going to be in Atlanta next year. Listen, and I will say this about Arthur Blank. Arthur Blank has no ills about giving that check to the quarterback. He gave Michael Vick that $100 million, million, even though he was not worth it easily. He was just like, look, he fills the seats. He sells the jerseys. Blank check, write it. AJC Senior says, this fish been riding for the head for years. Yes. Yes, but you have your sector of Ravens flock and Ravens fans that believe we've been in Super Bowl contention. I keep saying we've not been in Super Bowl contention for years. We've been in the playoffs, but we've not been in contention for a Super Bowl. We've not made it out the first round unless you count the buys that we had. We were number one seed in 2019. Number one seed. Went out, got steamrolled. You said, no, it's not what we really know, Danny. It's not what we really want at all. I do not want it. Listen, my thing is, personally for me, I don't want to go out there and get embarrassed um, because it's all going to reflect on Lamar. It's all going to be Lamar's failure. That's the only thing that they're going to do because even now, Lamar, does he deserve all this money? Well, he's one and three in the playoffs. But they don't say the talent that Lamar brought with him to get this team to one and three in the playoffs or even to make it to the playoffs, because we've said this time and time again, you put any other quarterback in the NFL and even the great Pat Mahomes, you put him on this squad and see how far he takes us. And I guarantee you, it's not going to be far at all. I can guarantee you it is not going to be far at all. <sighs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Ramon says, Lamar, when I stay – we will tag him next year. EDC will pay Roquan and Lamar will demand maximum money as an undirect, unrestricted free agent. Listen, they're gonna they're gonna franchise him. And he's not gonna sign that tender. He's why would I why would I sign that tender? You couldn't do anything with me on a rookie contract. What are you gonna do with me when I'm taking up $48 million of, of the salary cap? And there's nothing you can do about that 48 mil. It's there. It's hard money. You can't you can't touch that. AJ says, I went to the Titans playoff game and man, I was pissed. I spent much, I spent that money to watch us get hardballed again. Facts. Facts. And we listen, 2019 was the only year that I think from beginning, well, fifth game of the season on, we really felt as a franchise, we were going to win everything. Like we were going to just run through the playoffs and get to the top. Oh, and before we go, I'd like to thank my homeboy, my man, Eric L. Um, it didn't come up yesterday, but I appreciate the $50 donation that you sent. It's just for some reason, Cash App doesn't show up like it does with stream elements across the stream, screen. But I'm going to find a way to get that fixed. But I do appreciate you, sir. I haven't forgot about you. Now, with this Lamar situation, like I said earlier, I think Lamar is um, Lamar's getting very frustrated. Very, very frustrated. And for those of you that don't know, he had a little he had a little incident on Twitter, you know, a little something on Twitter. A little casual fan just went out there and was like, hey, when somebody's asking for over 250 mil, guaranteed like Lamar is, you know, the game shouldn't come down to Justin Tucker. Let Lamar walk and spend that money on a well-rounded team. Well, 
Castle will kill. That will never happen because we don't know how to make a well-rounded team. We know how to build a team of spotted people and have Lamar go out and fix it. But then Lamar clapped back and was like, hey, shut the crap up. Y'all be capping too much on this app. You know, dudes never smelt the football field, but, but you know, all they do is, is do some other things, you know? And apparently this statement caused a tizzy in the in certain communities. I'm not gonna say which communities, but certain communities. And uh, ESPN reporter Jameson Hemsley, you know, he went on ESPN and wrote a little article, wrote a little article about Lamar, saying or inferring that he's homophobic or anti-gay. You know what I mean? And that started a fire that I don't think has been quelched since. And listen, if you don't know, you don't know. And if you don't know, in my opinion, you, you need to stay out of certain folks' business because the phrase that he used in our language means something totally different than what most people think. So, you know, Lamar came back at him and was like, yo, this is defamation of my character. Because not once have I ever mentioned or disrespected anyone's sexuality, sexual orientation, gender, religion, or race. You reaching, which he is. And I have yet to see Jameson Hensley apologize for what he did because he was wrong. He didn't know the context of which Lamar was using the words. And I think for most people now, society, societarily, we are a little too sensitive right now. We hear one thing and everybody gets offended, like, oh, you don't like certain things or certain people, and it's not how it is. It's not how it is. Social media is its own animal with its own rules, with its own language. And it's not built for everybody. And it's not built for everyone to understand. But, hey, we will be getting into that a little bit later at uh, approximately 9 p.m., on Coach Evans' channel, Sit to Tally Films. Make sure if you want to hear more on this subject from some other content creators to get that fire. 9 p.m. tonight, Sip to Tally, Ravens Roundtable. Myself, Chris Just Joking, Open Mic with OTR Mike, Lunch Break Hot Take with Jose and Brody. We will all be there. And I'm sure this is going to be a topic that we're going to discuss. So if you want to get that fire, make sure y'all tune in. Make sure y'all come over there. Make sure you subscribe to each and every channel because these gentlemen all give you that good information. If you think I'm all right, because I'm all right. These dudes are the professionals. I'm just trying to keep up with them. Just trying to up my game. Yes, LL. Shout out to Eric L. Dude holds it down for us. What's going on, Dre? Andre Miz, thank you for stopping by. Appreciate you. We about to get up out of here. Oh, gosh. This went 35 minutes. This was supposed to be a 15-minute stream. 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah, to give Casper a little straightening. Listen, we all, as a fan base, need to hop on Twitter and let and let him know a couple things. Like, shut your mouth and keep your mouth out of grown folk business. Because if it's one thing us folk here in Baltimore don't play with, we don't play about Lamar Jackson over here. We don't play about Lamar. Like, you can say what you want to say about him, but when you start getting personal and start messing up some other things, hell, yeah, it's Baltimore. This is Sparta. What's up, Brian? Thank you for stopping by. It says most teams, when they draft their franchise QB, they usually go all in doing that rookie contract and surround him with weapons to develop, and that was not done. 
it wasn't even close to being done. What the Ravens did was they subtracted weapons. They took weapons away and said, hey, Hollywood's leaving. Let's go get us a safety that nobody else wants in a draft. So we're going to do. And you know what? We're going to make it one better. We're not even going to draft a wide receiver. We're going to do all these undrafted free agents. And I hate to say it, but y'all, not all y'all, but y'all, remember Devon Williams? Oh, he's 6'5". He's the savior for the wide receiver core. Shamar Bridges. Oh, did you see that amazing catch? He's going to take us to the Super Bowl. Where them dudes at now? Where the dudes at now? Where? Exactly. Yeah, that, yeah. That's how we sense it. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't a good sense. Of, listen, this 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 came up on the fly. I didn't have much time to get everything done. <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> yeah, bro. He was he was reaching a uh, big time with that one. So you know, I say, I say we give it back to him. I say we all go to Twitter, jump on his page, and start telling what we think about him and his words. You know, because there's certain other quarterbacks or certain other players out there, they don't do this to. They don't, they don't give up this or try to bring them down. And you're supposed to be um a Ravens reporter for ESPN. So you would think that you would want to be in good merits with the best player on a team that you're supposedly covering. Because I want to see that next uh, press conference with him sitting there and Lamar sitting there and he try to ask them all a question. Because I'd ignore him. I'd, I'd listen. I'd be like a Jabari and Black Panther. Every time he asked questions, ooh, 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 i hit him with one of them. Like, yo, don't talk to me. You don't have the right to talk to me. What's going on? Listen, one of the hottest names in YouTube, Zeke Hokage. I love that day. What's going on? <laughs> What's good with you? Yeah, they blowing it out of proportion. But you know why they blowing it out of proportion. You know what I mean? Because for one, you have this young man um, who's very respectful. He doesn't get in trouble. He does things the right way, except for he doesn't have an agent, which they don't like. And that is not their representation of a black man. That's not the portrayal that they're trying to have of black men leading teams out here. Um, no scandals. And I can't remember who it was. Was it Lisa Salters or it was somebody else? They had on Twitter a video and they were like, listen, this is the best part of the game for me interviewing Lamar when he calls me Miss Lisa. I think it was Miss Lisa something. He was like, that is the best part of the game for me. He is so respectful. And they don't like that. They don't like the fact that this man is out here representing himself and doing it in a good way. He had a contract issue. Unlike all of these quarterbacks, some of these clear quarterbacks in the blacks and black ones, he didn't make us think about it. He didn't hold out. He didn't do a lot of things. He just said, okay, you don't want to pay me? We ain't going to talk about it. I'm going to let my play and I'm going to let my stature speak for itself. And it has. What's going on, Tonja? Says Jamison Hemsley is cutthroat. He is trying to get Lamar in some stuff in the NFL. He should be fine, or Lamar shouldn't talk to him in interviews. He shouldn't talk to him in interviews. And, yes, the NFL should step in. ESPN should step in and suspend him and say, bro, get your facts right before you just start putting things out there because then you start having other people talking about it. And now you're not just only killing his character as a football player. You're killing his character as a man. And you already know, once you start putting people out there as homophobic and anti-gay and all of these other things, these communities start to come down on you. And it's and they try to cancel you. Cancel culture is real. And they'll try to get you up out of here. 
And everybody that knows Lamar knows he ain't like that. You know what I mean? Yes, ma'am. Listen, glad you caught up as well. It's a impromptu stream that we had here that was for 15 minutes long, and now we're working on 40. Yeah. He, he, yeah, I'm, yeah. I can't say what I really want to say right now, but yeah. His, his, his clown self, he did that. He's blocking everybody. And now only people that subscribe to him or people he rock with can, can comment on his stuff. You know what I mean? So, Ray Ron said he's going to find some joints to match the new Lamar jersey. The colors won't be purple and black. Facts. 100% facts. So, to answer my patron's question, will Lamar stay? There is, in my mind, a 99.9% .9 probability that Lamar Jackson is gone from Baltimore. I mean, just look at his body language. Look how he does interviews. Like, they ask him stupid questions about the game, and he's like, what? Of course we wanted to win. Like, why are you asking me these dumbass questions? Oops. Why are you asking me, excuse me, these dumb questions? Like, he's getting fed up. He's getting tired of having to answer the same questions over and over again. He's tired of the team not having his back and doing things to make this a better team. So why would he not want to go? He told us on draft night, I'm going to win this team a Super Bowl. And I'll be darned if Jonathan Harbaugh and Eric DaCosta have done everything in their power to sabotage him from winning that Super Bowl. They've done everything that they could to say, we have this generational talent, this once-in-a-lifetime talented quarterback of likes that we've never seen in Baltimore. We've never seen anything like it. We've had the Vinny Testaverde. He was decent. He was never on this level. The Joe Flacco's, the Anthony Wrights, the Kyle Bowlers, uh, what is his name? Chris Redmond's. We've had quarterbacks here, but we've never had a talent like this. And I hate to say it and don't kill me. Don't kill me, Ravens fly. But I think that Lamar Jackson could surpass Ray Lewis. It's just me. I think he could surpass Ray Lewis. But this team is not helping him be great. Now, when Ray was doing his thing, what did they do? They went and got Sam Adams. They went and got Tony Saragusa to clog up them lanes and occupy people to make Ray Lewis better. What have they gone out and gotten to make Lamar Jackson better? Morgan Moses? Really? Juwan James? Demarcus Robinson? Um... What is his name? Harry Houdini. Harry Houdini. They went out and got him. Harry, Andy Isabella Houdini that we've not seen yet to make him better. So how are they doing anything to further the career of Lamar and help him win a Super Bowl, which is his only goal? I don't think a lot of people realize. Yes, money is important for a quarterback, an NFL player, an athlete in general, but if you truly watch Lamar, he's not worried about the money because he knows he's going to get paid one way or another. He wants to win a championship. He wants to take that narrative away that you can't win with a quarterback of his style. And our team throws him under the bus year in and year out with the acquisitions that they make. Yeah, I just. Uh. <sighs> All right. All right, man. Appreciate you for stopping by. All right, so look, this is 43 minutes of time that I would never get back because I was not planning on doing this this long. So, yes, hit the thumbs up. Hit that like button for the screen. Listen, if you are not subscribed, please do. 
it helps me out. It helps me out. Share the video. Tell your friends about it. Come back later on for Coach's stream. Sip the Tally Films. Yes, they only wanted him to run, and that's what they thought when they drafted him. Um, Ozzy may have thought different. Ozzy was like, listen, I'm leaving y'all with a gift. But the team is like, as a runner, he's outstanding. He's amazing. He can run like no other. But what they didn't know and what they found out in 2019 was he could pass the ball. But once they figured he could pass the ball, they were like, eh, we keep on this trajectory. We're going to kick out a lot of money. And we're going to have to give much more than we gave Joe Flacco. And this team isn't built to pay people. You know, just like uh, somebody earlier said, hey, um, we're going to pay Roquan Smith and let Lamar slide. Are we going to pay Roquan Smith? Because Roquan is going to want $20 million a year. If that were the case, we could have paid C.J. Mosley $17 million a year. So you really think after a three-game sample or at the end of the season when it's like, what, 10, 11 games, that we're actually going to pay Roquan Smith $20 million? when we didn't want to kick out $17 million for CJ, and we knew what CJ could do for us because he did it year in and year out. It's not going to happen. So to answer your question, will Lamar stay? Nah. And I don't want him to stay. Unless this team drastically and dramatically does something to help him out, I don't want Lamar here because all they're doing is ruining his career. And even if you look at games that we're winning, watch the end of the games. Like next time, if you can go back and watch the other games, we're winning games. We're up handily. Why are you running Lamar at the end of the game? Why are you having him running in the piles of men, getting him extra hits that he doesn't need? And that to me tells me this organization does not care about this man. Why is he your leading rusher year in and year out? I'm your leading passer and I'm your leading rusher. But then when I ask you to give me money, you're like, ah, I, I ain't got it. I ain't got it to give to you. You know, let's just wait a little while and see if we can have it. Yes, Judon, Zadarius Smith, all of them. If they didn't pay them, what makes y'all think he, they're going to pay Roquan Smith? Unless they intend and intentionally intend not to pay Lamar because they know he's gone. So they're going to try to build up the defense to make it back to the 2000 defense or close enough to it. What's going on? It says, I noticed that Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields can run, but they also have receivers to throw to. Now, yes. Oh, most definitely. So Jalen Hurts, they said he had an issue. They went out and drafted Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith was a rookie. He was cool. He wasn't enough. So they said, you know what? Let's forgo this first-round pick, and we're going to get him A.J. Brown. And look at the leap that, that, that Jalen Hurts took from last year to this year just with the addition of A.J. Brown. Ten times better quarterback. Um, Justin Fields. I mean, I really can't say nothing about that because when you want to, if you want to debate on worst wide receiver rooms, hey, we've been trying, we've been competing with, with Chicago neck and neck, see who has the worst. But the one thing that Chicago did say was, you know what? We got to do better. We got to do better. And they went out and traded for Chase Claypool. Whether you think Chase Claypool is a decent wide receiver or not, they attempted to bring in somebody to make that room better. We did not. We went the street meat way. We went to find the cheapest meats paws we could find and put them out there and say, here, work with this. And once again, as always, the Ravens flock eats it up and says, ah, oh, look what we're doing. We making moves. These moves are going to propel us to where we need to go. And then we go play these bad teams and it doesn't work out. So, but we're 47 minutes into this stream. So I'm getting out of here. I got a stream to do in like an hour or so. So once again, thank you all for stopping by. This has been a patron requested stream. Hey, 
Look down below. If you want to become a patron, you can sign up. Please do. Four tiers. We have a dollar tier, South Baltimore. We have a $3 tier, <laughs> East Baltimore, $5 tier, West Baltimore, and a $10 tier, which is West Baltimore County. So if you feel so inclined to, please sign up. You can also request, not videos, but you can request. Yeah, you can request videos. You can't request live streams because this is the last one I think I'm going to do. So jump on by. I appreciate everybody for the support. Listen, it's all love. And, you know, share this once again. And I thank y'all for stopping by. And I'll see y'all next time. I'm out.